Hi, and welcome to Talking with Painters, where Australian painters talk about their lives and art. I'm Maria Stolger, coming to you from Gadigal Land, and I'm interrupting my series of podcast guests talking about their experiences of winning art prizes to bring you an episode of an artist talking about her experience of winning an art prize, namely the Archibald Prize, Australia's most famous art prize, which was awarded yesterday at the Art Gallery of New South Wales, together with the Wynne and Salmon Prizes. The $100,000 prize went to a shocked but happy 29-year-old Julia Goodman for her fabulous portrait of singer-songwriter Montaigne. It's titled Head in the Sky, Feet on the Ground, and it's a very beautiful mixed-media work consisting of oils, found textiles and embroidery. You can see an image of it on the website, but it's deservedly all over the internet, so you might have seen it already. I had a chance to talk with her shortly after the announcement and I'm bringing you that conversation today, which ultimately will be edited into a YouTube video and you can also hear her acceptance speech in this episode as well. But before we launch into that, I wanted to also congratulate the Wynn and Salmon Prize winners. The Wynn Prize for Landscape Painting or Figure Sculpture went to Zachariah Fielding for his painting Inma. And he's primarily a singer. He's the lead vocalist of a band called Electric Fields, and he sings in Pichinjara, Yunkajara, and English. And together with producer Michael Ross, has received 22 awards over the past six years for his music. But he's also a painter, and in this work, he's actually visually depicting sound. It's the sounds of Mimili a small community in the eastern part of the APY lands in South Australia. And he thrilled everyone at the announcement by singing with a few friends, saying this is what the canvas sounds like. And I've posted a video of that song, which I've linked in the show notes. And you can see an image of the work on the website. The Sulman, which was judged by the artist Nell this year, went to Doris Bush Nangarai for her work Mamanya Galyanani, Monster Coming which depicts several mamus, the ominous and malevolent spirits that terrify Anangu. These figures are typically seen to have large haunting eyes with straight hair standing upright and can shape-shift into many different forms, including the human figure. Doris lives in Papanya in the Northern Territory and paints vivid memories, stories and dreams from her life. And you can see an image of that work on the website too. So here's my conversation with Julia Goodman. She's also agreed to come onto the podcast when she's back from a residency in Italy. So I'm looking forward to diving deeper into her art and life when she returns. For various reasons, I ended up recording this on my phone. So you will hear a little bit more background noise than usual. I started by asking Julia how she felt. Very overwhelmed. It's been a very surreal morning, for sure. Well, I think I'm the last in the interview, so, you know, <laughs> you've done a lot of interviews before me. Uh, but can you tell me a little bit about the sitter and um, how you've decided to come to paint it? Um, yeah, so this work is a portrait of the musician Montaigne, whose um, non-stage name is Jess. Um, an incredible musician I really admire, who also happens to be a good friend of mine. Um, so I think a lot of my practice is concerned with community and intimacy and when I make portraits I'm really interested in having the sitter kind of be really engaged in that process and feel comfortable and be able to kind of have a voice and so working with just felt really natural for the Archibald you know someone I'm close to but also has a public presence that kind of felt like a very easy call. And you know what the pose is really interesting Uh, can you tell me a bit about that? 
Yeah, so the pose is appropriated from a painting by Egon Schiele of his wife. It's called Seated Woman with Bent Knee. Um, and it's a beautiful painting that people oh, no, thought was very ugly at the time. Um, you know, it's very kind of angular and strange and the body is um, is not naturalistic at all. It's very expressionist. And yeah, I, I absolutely love that painting and I talked about it with Jess and I think, yeah, finding something that kind of captured that sort of in-betweenness, you know, it's angular and it's soft, it's androgynous, it's, it feels really queer and we both really liked it. Yeah, I love it too. And I like the way you've placed it within, you know, a rectangle within the rectangle of the, of the canvas. Um, or is it a square? I think it's a square. It's a canvas. square. The canvas isn't quite a square. The canvas is just off of being a square. Um, but the kind of cutout was sort of mimicking a square or like a screen or sort of like a bit of an Instagram tile because Jess is such an online figure and really thinking about that kind of public and private persona, um, stage presence and friend, kind of knowing someone as a whole, not separate parts. And it isn't all paint. Yes. It's uh, this fabric as well. Can you tell me a bit about that, your choice to use that? Yeah, so my practices kind of come through painting. I studied painting, I teach painting, um, and I'm really broadly concerned with painting, the references of painting. Um, and the, the way that I make my textiles feels a lot like painting. It's, it's layering um, colors together in this kind of blocky way and slowly building up light and detail in much the same way that I did as an oil painter. So the process mimics painting much more so than it mimics any kind of traditional textile process. So again, it's very in between and experimental. And I think on every level, it kind of carries that idea of kind of in betweenness. Mm. Um, but the materials themselves are all old worn clothes and textiles. So everything's donated to me. Um, okay. My favorite little memento that's in there is this blue sleeve which was the last edition and it's made of an apron I used to wear as an art teacher. Oh really? So there's something really oh. nice about being able to bring all those different kind of material histories into the painting and not just rely on the paint to tell the story but give all those kind of materials their narratives. Yeah exactly and I really love that section on the shoulder that's really it's 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 almost um, a different colour palette to the rest of the work. Was that a deliberate thing that you set out to do or was that just something evolved? Well, something that I really enjoyed doing is, so the, the black mesh that um, forms this kind of translucent screen that's been painted on, that's sort of how you can see back to the stretcher bars. That mesh um, was donated to me in a big roll. And usually I only get bits and pieces and it was very exciting to have a lot of something. But my favorite thing about it is you can really use it to create shadows. So the whole t-shirt is actually all made out of one kind of, out of one t-shirt. Um, but that mesh has sort of been layered over it in different amounts of translucent um, kind of density, much like you would with glazing in a painting to create oh. the shadow. I see what you mean about it being like a painting <laughs> process. So does that mean that the clothes that you that she was wearing is she wasn't wearing those clothes for the sitting? She wasn't wearing those clothes, but she actually was wearing a tie-dye t-shirt. I just couldn't take it away from her. They're quite someone else's tie-dye t-shirt. Jess is very precious about her tie-dye t-shirts. <laughs> but every time I've ever seen her, which is a lot of times, she's been wearing, unless she's on stage, a tie-dye t-shirt. My favourite one just says podcasts on it. Oh, right. Oh, that's there very appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> And also, do you think teaching has assisted you in your development as an artist? It's so important. I think, um, I think firstly having community is so important, but secondly, um, process is so important to me. And the reason I make art is for the joy of making art and being able to transfer that over to someone else is, gives me a lot of purpose. 
And I think the most poignant thing for me that a painting can do is make someone else want to make a painting. Because <laughs> that's what I get out of it, you know? When I'm looking at painting, I'm thinking about it technically. How is that accomplished? How have they done that? And it, it really inspires me and pushes me along. So I think there's a really strong relationship between practice and teaching. Yeah. And you're only 29. Is that right? <laughs> what, what did you expect to win? Absolutely not. I'm completely dumbfounded. It is so bizarre. I, I really thought the call was a mistake. Genuinely. Really? Oh <laughs> I'm so grateful. I don't want to sound like I'm not. I'm incredibly grateful, but very surprised. Oh, I can, I can tell. First time you're finalist? Wow. That's, yeah, it's, it's a very exciting. But I can see why you won. It is a very, very good painting. And you're also um, represented at quite a young age by Sullivan and Strumpf. Do you have a show coming up? I have a show with them in April next year, but my next show is actually in Italy. I've got a show in Italy in November in Milan. Wow. And what sort of work is in that show? So the work for Italy is very similar in terms of the approach. Uh, none of those works are stretched because they're all getting rolled up and coming with me in my carry-on, which I will guard with my life. Um, really? Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to be there working. I'm going to go to a residency um, in Italy before. So none of it's finished, but it's all kind of in process and it'll just come with me. It's the benefit of working with textiles, you know. Yeah, and have you always incorporated textiles into your paintings? So there's definitely been a journey. I think I started out with figurative painting and I think in art school um, got sort of pushed in a direction away from that. I think just around the time that I studied, I feel like there was this really real push away from figurative painting um, and ended up studying sculpture and working with textiles in my sculptures. And it was kind of this moment of thinking about like, well, what do I love? I love figurative painting. I'm interested in figurative painting. How can I apply this other skill set that I've developed to this thing that I'm so deeply interested in and kind of tie all of that together? Oh, well, congratulations again. It's a, it's a triumph. Thanks so much. Wow. <laughs> um, again, I want to acknowledge that we're meeting on unceded Gamble land. This country has the oldest living legacy of art making on the planet. And what an incredible array of artists and amazing performers we get to interact with every day. So I'm very grateful for that. I pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging, and extend that respect to all of the brilliant and incredibly talented First Nations people here with us today. To Jess, better known as Montaigne. Firstly, I just want to say thanks for being such a distinctive artist, humble person, and an effervescent friend. I really feel like this work painted itself because Jess is so full of insight and character and artistry. Um, and of course, thank you to the trustees for selecting this work. It's a very insane and very unfathomable honour. Uh, I've dreamt about it since I was 12 years old and got the phone call this morning and thought, I missed the call and thought that maybe I had um, left something in the cloakroom. Um, <laughs> so very shocked and very honoured. Um, the entire prize, the Archibald Wynn and Sawman this year, are just full of the most brilliant, thoughtful, original works. This country is dripping with talent, and I was really overwhelmed to even find out that I was selected, let alone that I won the prize. So it's a real honor to just be hung alongside everyone else in this room, and very surreal to be on this stage. Um, to the curators, arts workers, installers, gallery attendants, packing room staff, cleaning staff, security guards, Everyone who comes into this building every single day and makes this cultural conversation possible, thank you. 
I'm really grateful that we get to inhabit these spaces to make this work, to have these conversations, to have this community. I wouldn't be making art without my incredibly supportive parents, siblings, niece, familial horde of best, best, best friends who are my eternal muses and reasons for existence. Also, an enormous, gigantic thank you to everyone at Sullivan and Strum, who not only believe in my work, but make it possible. I am very elated and clearly very overwhelmed to have won. Um, I'm not going to break into song, but I'm very shocked and dumbfounded and obviously very happy. Um, it's really surreal. I'm so grateful to be working at a time where young female voices are heard and to really get to be part of a conversation that's happening inside this gallery that speaks to the conversation that's happening in this country. So much of my practice is devoted to revisiting, critiquing, and contending with the histories housed in institutions like this one. So it's really affirming to be able to have that conversation be so recognized and to be able to do it from the inside. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that completes our prize giving. I just want to specifically thank Julia for leaving her work in our cloakroom. And I want to thank you all for being here. And I must say, our curator, uh, Anne Ryan, has to be congratulated for how she set it up. Thank you very much to Michael Graham, Paul Page, and Scott. Well, I think actually Julia did the thanking better than I can. Thank you for being here, and please tell your friends to come and see the exhibitions. What a wonderful artist. I can't wait for our podcast conversation. I also caught up with artist Matthew Clark, who is a finalist this year in both The Win and Sulman, a fabulous wallaby sculpture in The Win and a painting titled Lost in Paddington in The Sulman. So make sure you see those if you visit the exhibition. I'll be getting a video of our conversation on the YouTube channel soon, so watch out for that. Thank you for listening. The next episode will be back to the series When I Won That Art Prize, so hope you can join me for that. 